Hello, and welcome to the Get Out of Your Head and Grow Your Online Business podcast with your host, Marion Wagner. As a business mindset coach, I am on a mission to show online entrepreneurs that you don't need a huge following or spend countless hours on social media in order to grow a six-figure business. Together, we'll dive into both the psychology and the strategy tips and real-life examples of people who are doing it. Let's dive into this week's episode. I am so excited to welcome Steph Weber to the podcast this week. Steph is the CEO of the Weber Co., which is a branding and marketing company designed for entrepreneurs. So she works closely with her clients to not just build their personal brand, but become an authority in their niche. And today we're talking about what is a personal brand? How is it different than just your business? Why do you need one? And ingredients you want to make sure are in your personal brand that most people miss completely. I also just love her own personal story of how she created her own business and brand from zero. So let's get to it. Here is my interview with Steph Weber. I am so excited to welcome Stephanie Weber with the Weber Co. today. Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Mary. And I'm super stoked for this conversation today. So we are just going to dive in. Let's, let's just start with hearing your story how you got to where you are and what you, what you do today. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. This is a good one. So I have been an entrepreneur for, oh gosh, (laughs) almost 10 years now. I feel like you're an OG. Uh, I started this brand as a fashion, beauty and travel influencer. So when I was a senior in high school, my parents unfortunately did not have money to send me to college and said, if you want to go, you're going to have to do it on your own and put yourself through school and whatever. And I was like, well, I want to go. And also I want a private liberal arts education. So that's also what I'm doing. So I worked three jobs. One of those three jobs was actually at a local boutique here in the Indianapolis area where I'm from. And I was able to stay on with them throughout all of college and then became their brand manager after college. And being in the fashion space, we were working and partnering with fashion influencers at the time in, I don't know, roughly 2016, 2017. And I said, man, I can do this. Like I can talk about what I'm wearing and blog about it and inspire people to just like allow their clothes to make them feel good and be like an external reflection of how they're feeling internally. That was kind of my whole thing. Um, And so I crafted the name Trendy and Indie being in the Indianapolis area. And one of my goals with that business quickly became to just support our small local businesses, specifically here in Indianapolis that make the community all that is. If you're listening and you've never been to Indiana, A lot of people think that we're like full of cornfields and just, it's like very interesting what your view is of this town, but Indianapolis itself is one of the coolest cities. And I, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but it's so cool. And we have such an incredible local community of business owners who are just doing incredible things and have a, have a vision that is so much bigger than themselves. So anyway, my whole um, purpose behind Trendy and Indie was really to help support those businesses, get more foot traffic whether that was online or in a, in a physical brick and mortar location. At some point along the way, I realized I'm sitting at New York fashion week as an influencer in 2018, September of 2018. And I was like, man, this does not feel in alignment anymore. I am not sure that like fashion influencing is where it's at. And I mean, I have like literally worked in the fashion industry since I was 17 till the time I was roughly 27. And I was just, I was just sitting there thinking there's got to be something more for me and there's got to be something different and a different way for me to be able to support entrepreneurs. And I had already started doing some brand consulting, 
many of the local businesses that I was working with would ask me to come in and do a try on session or like promote the business or whatever. And when I would ask, like, tell me what's your story? What makes you different than the boutique down the street or whatever? It was like, oh man, like we've never really been asked what makes us different or what makes us unique. And so I realized right away that a lot of entrepreneurs have a branding problem that they think is a marketing problem. And it can, it can be disguised in that way, sure. But your brand is really designed to help support your marketing efforts. And so I developed the Weber Co. to be able to help entrepreneurs understand that branding is that foundation that you're laying. It's like building a house. You're building a house and you're trying to put up walls and the framing without having first laid the foundation. The house is going to fall down. So mm-hmm. think of this in marketing and branding terms. The brand is your foundation. Marketing is the frame that you're putting around the house. So that's kind of how I like to explain it. But anyway, I decided to make the full pivot in 2019, and we have become a multi-six-figure company in a very short amount of time that has three main core offers at this point now, and um, that's that's where we are today. I, I love that. I love how you just kind of dove in and went where the road took you and had aha moments along the way, and you just kept building on top of that. And I will say Indianapolis is an incredible city. I've only been there two times, but I will tell you the first time I was blown away. It was not what I was expecting because it's actually like kind of trendy. Like there's some great little neighborhoods and people are so nice. And everyone that's from there is so proud to be from Indianapolis. So I think that's so cool. So true. So I don't know who it was. I think it was Chris Harder was talking about personal branding and saying that even your dentist needs a personal brand and so nowadays and how that's just the status of business now. So I know you mentioned a little bit about what a personal brand is, but how is it different than business and why do people really need to take a, take a moment and decide, do I have a personal brand or do I think I do? Yeah. 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 So I think it's important to distinguish a couple of things here, Marianne. And number one is what's the difference between business and branding And business is the transaction. It's the sale. It's the like somebody is saying yes to you. And it's the transaction of dollars in some capacity happening. Branding is everything leading up to making that transaction happen. So branding has everything to do with how you're perceived in a market. Branding has everything to do with how you're making your audience feel. Branding has everything to do with your core messaging that is or is not resonating with your audience, right? And everything that encompasses branding is ultimately leading people to a decision with you to go to that specific dentist down the street over the one versus the other one down the street, right? So it's all about positioning yourself in a way that attracts who it is that you are working to attract and want to work with. And then that business, the business is just simply the transaction of dollars. That's how I view it. And that's kind of how I teach it. Now, the difference between a personal brand and a business brand also exists. So you can say Steph Weber is a brand, just like a personal human brand. And then the Weber Co. obviously has its own brand as well. I have a presence in both spaces and in my personal life. I am much more, um, I'm going to show you what I'm doing as a mom. I'm going to talk about toddler life because that's a whole ride and adventure in and of itself. Um, I am going to show you a little bit about what my life looks like behind the scenes of being both a mom and a CEO. I also do that though on the Weber Co. So I tie in anything on the Weber Co. is very much related to the women entrepreneurs that we are working to serve. Anyone who is following me personally is just there to hang out for my energy or for for my crazy toddler stories. So it's different. So, and I, I did that intentionally and most business owners do this intentionally. I mean, 
Sarah Blakely, the founder of Sphinx, is another great example of somebody who does this very seamlessly. You can follow Sphinx all day long, and you're going to hear about how amazing their leggings are, and you're going to see their models and um, customers actually wearing Sphinx, et cetera, on their platform. But on Sarah Blakely's platform, you're going to see her funny behind the scenes of their family life and like the craziness that it is. And like she uses humor and makes it very entertaining for her audience. So you have to distinguish for yourself. Are you building a personal brand or are you building a business brand? And there's no one right or wrong answer. And in some cases, you're going to be building both. And that's okay too. Okay. So what if I'm just going to think about the woman who's listening right now and she's thinking, she's like, I think I have a personal brand, Mm -hmm. but maybe I'm kind of piecemealing things together. And I'm kind of, it's like a little bit of the shiny object syndrome where you're kind of adding little pieces of the puzzle as you go. And you're just no real cohesiveness. Mm -hmm. What are some signs like some where you could be like, okay, those are some signs that you, you need a cohesive personal brand. Mm -hmm. Um, how can someone tell right now? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Oftentimes when my clients come to me, it's likely due to likely due to sales, not being where they want to be in their business. They're like, okay, I I think sales are not where they want to be or not, not where I want them to be. And I'm not sure what the situation is. Is it my sales process? Is it my marketing? Oftentimes it has everything to do with the brand and the messaging. And this can be due to a number of reasons, but one of them being we've confused our audience. For Mm. example, I have a client who is in network marketing um, and she has been with the company that she's been with for many, many, many years, Beauty Counter. And she is known in that space for network marketing, but she's adding in other layers to her business and her audience is like, wow, like what's going on? There's a little, there was a little bit of a level of confusion at first when she started introducing these other pieces until she seamlessly weaved in non-tox, low-tox living and holistic living with beauty counter. And so you have to really determine and figure out, have I confused my audience? And if so, where's the disconnect? And how do I bridge the gap? What is kind of the overarching thing that I am working to do here, the overarching purpose that I have? In this client's particular, particular case, it's really about eliminating as many environmental toxins in your environment as you can so that you can live a long, healthy, well life and do it in a very holistic manner. So makes total sense. It's like uh, Donald Miller, like if, when you confuse, you lose. Yeah. And there's so much And when we're confused, think about how someone is when they first pop on your Instagram profile. Oh yes. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. Yep. And anytime you add on something new, if you've become really known in a space for one specific thing and you add something new in, there is going to be a level of confusion and a level of time that it takes for your audience to just get used to whatever it is that you're talking about. That's why repetition and frequency are so important. And as the creators, we feel a little bit redundant. We feel like, man, I'm talking about branding all the time. My audience has heard about developing and defining your avatar 1,000 times. But the reality is everyone hears things differently. Mm-hmm. Everyone hears things differently in different moments of their life. And you, in theory, always have new audience members who maybe haven't heard your message before. And now it takes roughly 30 to 50 touch points for an audience to have the recognition they need in order to take action with you. So don't feel like you're being repetitive. You're doing what you need to do in order for people to understand what you do. That's so true. It didn't it used to be like they would say seven times and now yeah, it's yeah. 30 seven, and then it was 16 and now we're at 30 to 50. And I'm sure that that will only continue to increase. 
Yes. So saying the same thing, but hopefully to new people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or saying, saying the same thing, but maybe in a different way or coming from a different angle or a different perspective. Love it. Okay. So when you just mentioned, when you have clients that come to you with, when their income maybe isn't where they want it to be, that's usually a sign, right? That there's some, there's some little kink in the chain and it's so hard to have perspective ourselves. So I'm taking it that you guys take a holistic look at the big picture and then give input from, so it's not just like personal brand. It's like the whole business chain. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So your brand impacts every other piece of the business. So we start with branding so that we can help you understand what your core message is, where, where we may have gaps, even just in terms of your offer development or offer promise or what it is that you've created to help people solve in some capacity, right? The way in which you're speaking to your audience, if there's a disconnect there, nothing else we do is going to work. So we start there first, and then we move on to the marketing strategies. And the way that we teach marketing is on a very, um, I want to say timeless level, because we teach three C's of marketing, and it's content conversations and collaborations, three things that are never going away, three marketing components that you can have no matter what platform you're on, no matter what new platform comes about, and no matter what new special thing comes about on these platforms, right? I mean, in the year of, was it 2020, we saw Reels be a, a huge thing. I think that that was the year. And people were like, oh my gosh, how do I use Reels for my business? And we're, we were all home because of COVID and all yeah. of the things. So we have to make sure that we are able to adapt the marketing strategy that we teach. The way that we teach that is adaptable no matter what. So we do that next. And then we also take a look in that process at your sales funnel. So where are you taking people from the time that they follow you on X social media platform? to the time that they're converting. And then for us, that funnel extends beyond just the conversion because we don't want our people to just feel like, okay, we've got you for the sale. Like now we're all good. (laughs) The brand experience continues much beyond that point. And if you are asking people to refer people to you, then that's an extension of your sales and marketing process. So that's length, it's lengthy. It's a lengthy process. And this is why we work with entrepreneurs for an extended period of time. <laughs> well, and I think that's important to point out though, too, because you can't just business, even bis- business growth, building the audience and building the income and a brand identity, it does take some time and you can't, it's like starting a relationship. You can't just like rush it. You, you yep. can, people get married after, you know, two dates, but <laughs> the chances of success are <laughs> probably not as good as if you'd actually put in some, some work and some exploration there. So. Yeah, absolutely. I worked with a client who, um, they opened a wellness center here in Indiana and it's phenomenal. And when they came to me in January of 2021, they were like, we have this vision, like we have this idea that we want to do this thing. And so we started doing the brand work and we were probably five or six weeks into our time together. And this client said to me, Steph, I didn't, like when we started doing all of this brand work, I didn't fully understand just how important it was. I was like, okay, like whatever, we're defining our mission, our vision, our core values, how we're positioning ourselves, the key things that we say, but why does all this actually matter? And then they went and looked at a physical location and the landlord said, well, what, like, what is your vision? What are you guys trying to do? And they whipped out their brand guide and the landlord was like, oh, wow, this space is yours. You guys have a very clear plan of what it is that you want to do. I can tell the heart and the soul and the work that's going into this. And I was like, that's the purpose behind branding because while the landlord may be your landlord and maybe not the most ideal client who knows, they got it. They got your vision. They got your mission. They got what you were trying to cultivate as a brand. 
And that's where opportunity and magic truly happens. If they didn't have that, there were several other people looking at the space. Who knows what would have happened? That's so wild. And I think, so you're talking about stories and mission. And I think that ties into one of the questions I got from one of my listeners for this podcast episode is they, they were saying that authenticity sees what they want to see more of in the online space. Mm -hmm. So how can they weave in authenticity in their own personal brand, um, on an everyday basis? And I kind of think you touched upon that, but yeah, maybe dive into that. Yeah. So as you're building your brand, first of all, if you're ever building and you feel like, Ooh, this doesn't necessarily sit right with me, or this just doesn't feel in alignment right away. You know, it's not something that is true to you as a human being, and that will be reflected in, in your brand. So I think that authenticity has become a little bit of a buzzword, but I also think it's an incredibly important point to bring up and to tie in a level of vulnerability as well. Authenticity isn't just about like, Oh, I'm being authentic and like drinking from my morning water, or like I drink two of these a day or whatever, like that's great. But what is, what is that? Like that authenticity, right? Cause that's true for me. That's authentic to me. I'm using, this is maybe like a poor example, but no. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to roll with it. Uh, we're going to roll with it, but it's like, how am I showing up and being vulnerable in some way, shape or form? And how am I connecting my audience on a deeper emotional level with me that they feel like resonates with them in some way, shape or form, right? So I'll give you an example using kind of my water bottle. The reason I have this water bottle here next to me this morning is because I have this insane cough. I've been on podcast episodes where I have coughing attacks and it's horribly embarrassing for me. So I'm sucking on a cough drop right now. It's like a whole thing. And this is part of being an entrepreneur who talks all the time like this is the reality of my life. So level of vulnerability that you can relate to, that feeling of embarrassment and trying to prevent that in some capacity, right? So how do you get to show up as a brand in a way that says, hey, I'm a real human too. I'm not just this like pretty business brand. I don't just like get to do all of these things with my team. How am I connecting to you on a deeper, more emotional level that reminds you that we all make mistakes. We're all in this human experience together and we get to own that. And that's really beautiful. I, I love that. And while you were talking, I was thinking back to the example you just gave about your, your client looking at the retail space. And I was just thinking it happens even in residential real estate where here in Denver, the, the stock, the real estate market, which is nuts. And I'm sure this happens all over the country where people are writing personal notes to the p- people that are selling the home mm-hmm. and telling their story about mm-hmm. why they want this house and why, what it would mean to their family and the whole point behind telling the story is to personalize it and humanize yep. the yep. offer. Otherwise yep. it's just a contract and a number, but yeah, it's, it's, they're branding. Yeah, absolutely. When we moved from, we sold our house in Phoenix and we moved back to Indiana in 2021 and the buyer that we selected wrote us a letter. He was a single dad who had been in the military, had two kids. He was like, I can see the kids like in their rooms and enjoying the backyard and da da da, and we were like, okay, yes. And we had nine offers on the house, so yeah. we were trying to decide which offer was the best offer. And we literally picked them because of the story that they shared with us. That's that's good personal branding. Sure is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, so what do you say? This is another question I received um, from a listener: Is what would you say to someone who feels that I'm not that interesting? I don't know how to stand out. I don't know what's special about me. Like, where should they begin? With your mind. Yeah. <laughs> with Amen. your mindset. You should begin with your mindset. 
anyone who's listening to this going, I don't have enough stories to share. People are going to think I'm boring. You are responsible for There's, there's a real audio that's like, start romanticizing your life or something. I'm not kidding you. Like that's the reality of what you're doing. When people connect with you on a human level, they want to know what you're doing. They want to know how you're navigating various different seasons of life. You may think it's the most dull thing in the world. Your audience does not. It's all about perception and it's all about the story that you're crafting. That doesn't mean you're crafting inauthentic stories. It means that you are figuring out, okay, in this exact moment or in this story or in this thing that I want to share, what's interesting and what's going to connect to my audience. You're responsible for doing that, right? So if you have this belief that you're not interesting or that you have nothing to share, you've got to flip that script in your mind. And even like, I would encourage you to do an exercise and share five different stories that have happened to you in the last five days. I don't care if they're not, not interesting, right? I want you to remove that from your mindset, but think about your last five days, anything interesting or anything that you feel like, Hmm, I could connect on that. I could share that and make the connection or draw the dots between whatever happened there and my audience and serve mm-hmm. them in a cool and powerful way. It starts with you. I, I I'm so glad we ended on like a mindset question because it's so true. And I always say like 80% of business happens between the ears. It really is how you show up. And, and you talk about sharing your toddler experience. Like people actually are fascinated and they want relatability yeah. and humor and to see the human side. Yes. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not sharing that, we, we say at the Weber co, if you are not a brand that is built on human connectedness in the world that we're living in right now, you are not a brand that will be around five years from now because people are tired of being sold to all the time in a way that's like buy this thing or buy this product and not having the dots be connected for them in a way that they feel like this brand has my back. I trust them. I know them. I know this person. And speaking to that for a moment, the experience that you provide online should also be the same experience that people get with you in person. So it's about creating this level of consistency across the board and whatever that is for you, however it is that you're showing up, making sure that you can deliver on that in any, in any space that you're present in. Love it. Okay. Steph, where can people connect with you? Where can they find you? Yeah, you can hang out with us on uh, pretty much any platform at the Weber Co. We hang out on Instagram quite a bit. You can follow us on TikTok. TikTok is branded with Steph, so that's my podcast name as well. Would love to see you there. And you can visit theweberco.com for any of our offers, any of the things that we've got going on. It's, it's always a party here at the Weber Co. That's kind of the way <laughs> we like to say things. So anyway, would love to see you. And you didn't cough a single, you didn't cough once. Didn't any cough drops are magic. That's amazing. Thank you for being here. Thank you. If you have an online business and you could use a social media mindset makeover, I have created a free mini course that will help you show up on social media with more purpose and alignment so that you can convert more followers into paying clients. Just click the link in the show notes and it's yours for free.